How's your light, warlock? Keeping it fierce is the best line in Destiny <laughs> 2. I think I just heard that one last night, actually. It's extremely right. good. This right. the Crucible guy yells it at you as you're running by in oh, that, like, oh, 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 voice. Oh, you mean Lord Shax? Yes. Is that that's, his name? That's disturbing. Uh, I'm glad. I, well, no, I, I started a warlock, I guess, so maybe I will hear it eventually. Warlocks? Does he say, like, how's your light titan keeping it dank? Yeah, that's yeah, and that's way better. Titans yeah. are the dankest. Yeah, uh, Titans just, they hotbox that entire suit of armor. <laughs> the bubble. Yeah. That's uh, what the bubble's for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what the bubble's for. Uh, so, welcome everyone. This is our Destiny 2 podcast. If you didn't get enough of it during the giant bombcast yesterday, uh, this is kind of a place for us to talk about spoilers, and, and we have some questions that you sent in. Hot spoiler cast. So, you know, if you're really invested in the Destiny lore and don't want to get spoiled, turn it off now. Stick to your danged grimoire cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what those are, but I hear people talk about them a lot. You get a stick of gum in there? Yeah, five, five cards, a piece of gum. The Man. gum's not worth it. Uh, but it gets better with age, so you Loses. find a nice 20-year-old pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loses its flavor in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think? Uh, you know, Destiny 2, unlike Destiny 1, kind of had a complete story yeah. that is told through cutscenes mm-hmm. and gameplay. You know, I mean, the first game had a story and cutscenes. It just made no sense. Yeah, and, and it, it got, was a mess. And it got better over time. Yeah. Like, even the, the with the additions they made, adding new kind of post-campaign content, they eventually did go back and, and repackage yeah. the campaign. The, the yeah, year, you were implying that the yeah. campaign didn't the, really end when the campaign ended. The year two, so they reordered a bunch of the missions from the yeah. way the game shipped. Uh-huh. Uh, like kind of reordered them into little quest lines that made at least made more sense individually. Yeah, uh, a little uh, bit more. They, they did what they could. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, so it, was, it was a band-aid on a yeah. sucking chest wound uh yeah yeah i played played through about half uh, of that with an yeah. alternate character yeah. after they they repackaged it i was like oh this is better this yeah. is what they sh- probably should have done they just added um, some little like flavor text to quest descriptions and stuff yeah. that at least sort of made sense of what you were doing mm-hmm. but it was never great no by and large that game felt like the and, and you know the the stories of development i think bore it out a little bit but that game felt like something that a billion people worked on yeah. and reworked on yeah. and stripped out yes. and, and at and some point they pieced together what they had and chopped, said, we got to get this out yeah. chopped it up a year before release yeah. and put it back together was the story we have already uh, totally violated the terms of this leaked contract <laughs> uh, um, so so Dominus is that his name? Dominus Gaul, the world ender. Uh, well, that's no. The raid. The raid oh, is for the, is the world, world okay. ender. Apparently, yeah. at the time of this recording, the raid has been available for like two hours. Yeah, yeah. So, so people are streaming it, trying to be world first. Yeah, uh, we're not quite that cool. No, I think uh, we'll probably stream it uh, next week or week after when yeah. when people are when enough of us are yeah. raid ready yes, when to there make are it happen. Six people here who can do a raid. Which yeah, we should totally. do But a you're raid. probably going to do it first because you're reviewing the game. I'm so doing, I'm doing it tonight. Yeah, I got a I got a posse. You got your crew. I put a. Matt Pasquale uh-huh. is yeah. waking up in the middle of the night. Of course he is. England time. Yeah. Because he wants to raid so bad. That's all. That's yes. Uh, <laughs> He's like, he was like, he was like, I think I'm going to go to bed as soon as I get home from work and then get up and raid with you guys. Great call. Great call. Yeah. Healthy, gonna, healthy lifestyle. It's exciting. Yeah. This and he yeah. does that to people. Um, um, yeah. The, I guess the, the difference between the Destiny 1 story and the Destiny 2 story is as, as messy and incoherent as the Destiny 1 story was, it touched on all the factions and all the players in the Destiny world kind of equally. Yeah. I but, thought, yeah. And also, it, and, was inter- it was introducing you to a yeah. lot of new concepts. Right. So even the stuff that was bad, there were still new things to learn yeah. about the, the yeah. universe. It, it, uh, made, it made the universe of Destiny feel expansive because you were yes. touching on so many different things, and they all felt like they all had their own agendas and were up to their own hijinks. Right. And the difference here is this is a story focused on a single villain, yeah, it was a splinter group within a faction, Apparently. not even the yeah. main cabal force. Yeah. He is Which just a cabal guy. That seems to be what we're learning now with the raid coming out today. Uh, but, uh, well, the end of the story kind of touches on some of that a little bit. Yeah, they, uh, yes. And apparently, so like I only initially knew about that because somebody scanned the art book that comes with the bundled oh, console right. for this one. Yeah. And like that has some stuff in it about how Emperor Callus is in exile. The new grimoire cards. Basically, uh, yes. Um, they, yeah. do, they do mention the name Callus once in the one of the cutscenes. So there is a little bit of a tease yeah. for, for who I think he's in this raid. That's my understanding. Okay. But All right. The, the point is, what I mean is like Destiny 1 did not have a sneering villain who kicked you yeah, around exactly. and, like, uh, and it, talked a lot of shit and had like world ending plans. And, it didn't have a know. focal point. I yeah. mean, that, that, yeah. was a, that was to the detriment of the story. Well, kind of. Although it didn't. Like Destiny One felt aimless in a lot of ways. Kind of, or yes, it, yes. Like when you get to the end fight in Destiny One, and it's a little hazy for me at this point. Yeah. 
It's, uh, it's three okay. giant Vex and a pulsing black blob. Yeah, the pulsing black blob. Shoot, okay, shoot that, the black blob of goo. Neat. Yeah, of like but, cyber goo floating in the air. Yeah, but but this at least. And and it feels like a reaction of like let's go back to basics. Like I think the story they're telling in Destiny Two is very basic. Yeah. I think it's sure. very plain. Yeah, and it's not great. Yes, but that's my disappointment with it. It feels like a complete thought. But it, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. I am uh, with you on both of those counts. And, and so they give you a villain. They revisit the villain along the way to yes. inform you of what his uh, his motivations they, are. They flesh him out a little bit as a yeah, character. His motivations are yeah. sort of interesting. He has a right hand man yeah. who kind of, he has like, I actually, with. when they started getting into the backstory there and like, you could tell that that like, cause they don't establish that he seems like a sidekick at first, but they don't establish him as like actually the Gaul's mentor. Yeah. Until late. Yeah. And like, he, that, said, he calls him like old friend once early. Yeah, and then yeah. later you realize yeah, that really, like, cause he talks about how like some, some guy <laughs> plucked him from the gutter. Yeah. And made him what he is, and it turned out to be that guy, and I thought that was an interesting thing they were building up there, and then it ended very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, that, that I think it's fine that it ended because, yeah. you know, they, they it's interesting and they cap it off. Uh, yeah. And also, I feel like, like, universe-destroying magical super machines are, like, the least interesting plot device you hey, can Like, have. hey, we're gonna blow up the sun. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, Star Wars has been doing that yeah. game since yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's, forever. That's not quite what i was hoping they would go for but again well, I, like, I liked the at least the twist so the 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 idea that they have a ship pointed at the sun i, I did like the idea that like their whole mo is they do that either way yeah, yeah. Win or like, lose. their whole thing is like win or lose they're blowing up this <laughs> fucking galaxy like yeah. who gives a shit like we're getting what we need out of it and leaving yeah like i i liked that aspect mm-hmm. of it um but it, I, I, they didn't necessarily pay that part off as yeah. well as they could have it also did set up probably my favorite set piece in the game i, I didn't want to skip all the way there but yeah that's second to, the second to last mission in the campaign is the best mission in the campaign like in terms of spectacle yeah and which one is that that's that's taking down that machine the that's, almighty oh is and so that's the one where you're out and this, you're, like you're dodging on, the sun yeah yeah that like the, running the from visuals, shade to shade yeah. like, the, the visuals in that thing and like the, the way the music swells and stuff right like you are literally standing in front of the sun yeah. production value like, like fucking yeah, mind-blowing yeah. like, like really like i think visually i think the music yeah. is is really great really good uh, yeah, i'm yeah i i'm i miss like the marty o'donnell has a very specific style yeah that i miss but like what's here is really good and I, but I think i think i associate like i think his style is a very halo like style yeah. and i think with, yeah, with like, this game i feel like in a lot of ways it establishes a, its own identity it, it does yeah uh like, yeah, separate like it, from from the developers of halo yeah and separate from from the developers of, of destiny one large parts yeah sure like large large parts of the destiny one score sounded yeah. very halo-esque like those drums kick in and you know what right you know is. you know what it means uh, uh so yeah. it, and it is different from that uh, uh it's, it's good stuff yeah i like it a lot um uh and, and just the the environments you know they're they're unshackled from the previous generation of consoles yeah uh i really liked uh i i really liked titan i i feel like i mean if we're talking set really? pieces like i feel like it was the most underexplored area my least favorite part i liked of the, the game weird techno mile. like that yeah. would play i liked i mean uh, I, yeah i think the the, the music in untitan is really good I, I think lights. the water the the far off kind of water swelling water on this oil rig i think it's, it's yeah. really cool it's a cool visual but the the problem with titan for me is that it's a game with only four zones and one of them is just this like kind of tight yeah f- tightly funneled and pretty small fucking glorified oil i feel rig. like a lot of the environments are are feel tighter they, than they, they than do but like but the it, earth and destiny one and yeah. some of that other stuff they get a little more tunnely um some of the like when you're going into the i i i'm terrible with names but the uh the like the magic aliens the like gross magic the hive the hive, the hive. The, yeah, you like yeah. start going down into yeah. the hive infested stuff so the, the the arcology the the, yeah. the dome yeah. environment on titan is amazing but like that's the, kind of the bummer for me is like i saw it on the map and i was like oh that'll be most of the zone that you explore and you probably know yeah. so roam I, around there, there's there, a strike there's, that is set yeah. there that i thought was that really makes good use of yes. that space yes. that's my favorite uh, strike there's actually yeah. there's also one of the adventure missions that goes to a totally unique part oh, of that neat. thing that yeah. i couldn't find any other way to access it yeah. looks different like it's there's there's stuff in there but you have to kind yeah uh, yeah, the the structure of the zones uh, is feels very different, and and how you navigate through them, like not having a sparrow for most of the game, yeah. uh, like is is very different. I think you had said early on that if like all those zones feel a lot more like the dreadnought, yeah. which was the added yeah. area in Destiny One. Yeah, now that now that uh, I've gotten out in them, there are some bigger open yeah. spaces, but nothing like like the game rarely takes you to those spaces. Yeah. Like, uh, nothing, like I, nothing I was like... doing treasure chests last night mm. and. It took me to areas of uh, Nessus that I'd just yeah. not seen at all. The adventures are probably the best way to make to have the game point you at stuff you haven't seen before. Yeah, a lot of the objectives for those are 
but it's kind of a bummer that the story doesn't explore more of that stuff. Like, yeah, like you you'll you'll see like ten or twenty percent of some of those zones with the story before. I'd be curious to know like on. what what Bungie thinks the like path through that game should be yeah. because I definitely did a lot of adventures and public quests along the way, um, but there were a ton I left behind. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, same and, here. And, and I still felt over leveled for the content. Yeah, or or like this game is not difficult. This game is not significantly really. easier than Destiny One. Yeah, uh, from both a like just straight up combat perspective. But also from uh, like a like the like leveling, leveling curve, curve is, very, is way softer, very rapid. This is a game. This is a game made by the people that realized that they spent a lot of time making raids that no one saw, mm. and they're like, okay, let's at least like pave the way yeah. for people to see the best stuff we're making, uh, and hopefully the raids are are as good. But I yeah. but I I wonder the game. I think I think the game is like a case of like mismanaged expectations in in some ways because I think you have a lot of Destiny One players that are used to the way that game grinds, mm-hmm. applying that yes. from the get go to Destiny Two, yep. and that Just shooting past the the milestone for like where they need to be for the raid or whatever. Right? Yeah. Like people and, people and, are people are mad because they are already over leveled past like what the end of the raids power level is, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that, I, I think that that's a, that's a good problem to have, uh, it is. Or whatever, but yeah, but and I, I just wish I had had a heads up, I guess is the way yeah. I would put it. Like, because I went so hard on that game that I am in that situation too, where yeah. I'm, I'm higher level I'm than the end of the raid, right? I'm now. 278 right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I, I with, two. With, and I'm, and I've done like one nightfall. Like, yeah. I've done all the stuff I can do, yeah. but I haven't really necessarily gone crazy on it. But the, the bigger problem is, like I said, like those, all those adventure missions have good story in them. There's yeah. a lot of voiceover. There's yeah. like unique mechanics. They take they you to unique out the places. Side characters a little more yeah, like, uh, what, what's the name of the British guy? Devrim. 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 Yeah. So you do some, like I did a, a, a couple adventures on earth and like, he kind of starts talking about like his fascination with different dialects and languages mm. and stuff. And it's just like, Oh, this is much more interesting than the guy who's just talking about tea yeah. all the time. I mean, like, I, I, I love the way that the destiny develops, like the, the factions, the various agents mm-hmm. in the world around the edges. Like one of the, one of the adventures you do on Titan is about like the hive or, you know, basically a space cult, you know, like they're yeah. all about like death magic yeah. and, and ritual and stuff like that. And they, are performing a ritual involving a giant singing crystal. Like you, oh, fight, yeah. you fight a boss fight. Did you do that one? Yeah. There's just this huge crystal in the middle of the room that is like singing like this horrible cacophony of oh, like, wow. like nasty sounding voices. You like yeah. follow it around a little bit and, and you have to yeah. like follow the yeah. song. Yeah. And, Wait, is that the one with the little music boxes? No, I think it must. That okay, makes, that, that sounds like a different thing. Different. Okay. And it like freezes the enemies when it starts singing really yeah, loud, right? Yeah, something like that. There are phases to that fight. Yeah. But okay, like, so I did a whole quest, a whole adventure that was like you find, like it's like literally like follow the music. Huh. And there's these oh, tiny no, little I, I've music saw, boxes. I saw people talking about that. that lead I, you around the environment yeah. for a while. And it's the same deal where like when the music is playing, it freezes the Vex. Huh. Oh yeah, that's totally. Uh, and, I haven't done that. That's totally yeah. That different. seems like that's. It seems like I did the quest before. That's meant to be before the one you did. Huh. Well, or this something. is something. This is Hive. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. huh. Huh. Uh, <laughs> the point. The point is, they put a lot of work into these adventure missions. The problem is that the rewards are so piddly. Yeah. That if you level past them at all, like in terms of just getting gear, they're not remotely worth your time. Yeah, like you, you, you kind of get nothing out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, well, I mean, other than like, hey, this is like good content. Right. So, and, and my, my, so I think that's the the thing is is the game has become largely divorced from it, it, it's two pieces, right? Yeah. It, it's the the see the story, see mm-hmm. the character stuff, but then there's also the very fucking hard math like uh, stuff around gaining levels, yes. gaining XP finding new items to grind your number up and all that sort of the pro- stuff. The problem is I got, I got super sucked into that process a, because like, you know, it just fires your endorphins every time you get a drop right. but, and b like the, like all the public events and everything are like around roaming around zones mm-hmm. and just finding stuff to pick up and, and, and getting drops that way is yeah. so streamlined and satisfying now that like, it's really hard to turn down a public event when it's starting in 45 seconds. And it's right in front of you. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess I'll hang out here with these four other people who right. kill this thing. And it, that yeah. stuff's fun. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of public events. They have heroic variations. There's yeah. a lot to them, and, and they're fun to do. But then I blew past all this cool side stuff Yeah, to, uh, the, to the point that it wasn't worth... And, you know, like, I, I was kind of expediting stuff because I'm trying to review it, so, like, but I, I would have taken yeah. my time a little more, but, but they don't... I feel like they don't emphasize how good a lot of that side stuff is and say like, hey, you should slow down and check some of this out before right. we move on. And, and and that's, I think, the problem with it being a sequel to Destiny, a game where the story stuff was generally not worth seeing, but also the leveling curve was harsh yeah. uh, near the end. Yes. And, and the things Extremely. you have to do. And the, the number of different currencies and strange coins and this and that. And yeah. that like the different things you would have to do 
Uh, and, and the things you have to read up on to go like, wait, I need to make sure I'm doing this the right yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, you saw people trying to apply that logic to Destiny 2, and mm. I think in some ways that n- has a negative impact on like a person's experience with the game. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much more. They've, they've done so right by uh, the story and the universe and a lot of this other stuff in, in, a lot, in so many different ways uh, that it's very easy to gloss over it. Yeah. Uh, because you're busy focusing on the number, which as it turns out, is not as harsh this time around. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a much friendlier game in a way that, like, it almost feels like they were like, oh, people are bummed about some of the stuff in Destiny 1, and they just, like, turned a knob. <laughs> it was just like, they, like they, opened, they turned a fucking loot faucet yeah, open yeah. and just said, fine, we'll just give people everything all the time. That's, the, that's how and it now feels. now you have too much stuff. Yeah. Here you go. Because it feels like before the knob was all the way to the left, and now it's all the way to the right, as opposed yeah. to, say, like, 60% to the right, which is probably about the sweet spot. Yeah, and so you're just, you know, you're getting these legendary items nonstop yeah, yeah. in this game. Like, exo- I, I hit my 15th exotic last night. I, I, have, that, I have not hit that yet, I but that, yeah. that trophy but like, um, I, there were times in the campaign where like just some of the greens and blues I was getting I was really enjoying mm-hmm. but I was getting them so fast I was like oh I found like an auto scout rifle that I really like five minutes later like well this I just got a new gun that has higher power so I guess and that's I have how to... a lot of the Destiny DLC was too yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You, you, they would raise the cap a little bit and yeah. suddenly you would be back to greens and blues and it would be this process of just like oh I'm just burning through gear again right. yeah and like it, uh, it just felt like a little too much for me because I was like I just, maybe it's maybe slow down so the, just a little bit the, let the me thing enjoy I these had guns happen is I, I played through what felt like all of the Destiny content for week one I did the Nightfall I did you know pre-raid I, I did yeah. everything I could do the, yeah. there was no milestone thing anymore uh, except for every day, you would you, they would you know add the rep bundle and whatever yeah. other stuff, and I was like, well, I guess that's it until the raid, and I'm only like two seventy one, so I don't know how this will go. Or I was two sixty eight. Uh, other people are like two ninety or whatever. I'm like, oh, I guess I did things in the wrong order. That's really shitty that they uh, have a game where you can do things in the wrong order and none of that's explained in game. Yeah. Uh, and then when the reset hit and suddenly all those gear quests popped like again, refresh, yeah, and you're like, oh. Okay, because I had been using the same gear for hours uh, during week one yeah. near the end there because there was nothing left to do and no way left to progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, every item dropped at such a lower number than where I was currently at that it right. was just all garbage. Yeah. And so I have 230 legendary shards now. Uh, but then when it reset, it the same thing happened again where suddenly it was like, oh, well, I got a few items out of those powerful gear quests that raised my number up, and then that made the average legendary drop go up to mm-hmm. the point where a couple of those were useful. And I got a, I got a green item that was useful again, which was a really strange thing to have just kind of happen right. because, oh, it's Tuesday now. Um, the structure of that, like, th- that game is... Yeah, I, I still it, it's split in weird ways between, like, the story and the, the things you're doing because you want to see the content I feel like the rewards don't line up to that super well. But to your point, like the yeah. adventure, well, adventures are usually not worth it from a gear perspective, yeah. but some of the best, like for, for a story that does nothing to flesh out the world, like if, and I think PC players will experience this in a really weird way, uh, the same way that like people who didn't play Destiny 1 is like the Fallen and Hive are meaningless enemies yeah. in this game with no story and no nothing. Yeah, that was a big... That was kind of what I... My yeah. impression, because I, I didn't play Destiny 1, and I knew that there were multiple factions. Yeah. Uh, but I was expecting more fanfare. I was expecting, like, maybe a major boss from each faction yeah. at one point. Which is like, kind of how the first game was. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the first game, as much as it had a really poor, like, almost non-existent overarching narrative to it, each... Each time you engaged with a faction, it felt like there was a little yeah. story going or at least on. Like it's all named, set up with a named yeah. enemy or a named yeah. Yeah. alien at some point. I mean, that I could kind of tie that face to that faction, and and because uh, a lot of times I was having trouble telling them apart, like because the 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 Vex have some energy like stuff that reminded me of some of the Fallen stuff, and, and I, I I don't know. It was I feel like they could have done a better job giving these guys because it, it felt like. These were just other aliens that were yeah. kind of around. They're not as important. Don't yeah. worry about them. Yeah, that, and, and that, they're not. Not, a, yeah, not at all how it was in the first game. Right. Like every and, and everyone the, felt like a unique and equal threat. Yeah, and they're not important to this particular story. Yeah. Right. Which is like a weird thing for a main campaign. But the, the, so that's the weirder part about uh, the story stuff that you do post game. Uh, the the stuff that opens up like after you finish the campaign, there are a few more campaign missions that pop on the planets. That kind of flesh things out of like, oh, the hive are a real problem on this oil rig. You need to go take care of some stuff. Or, 
hey, who's the captain of this weird crash ship? Yeah. And, and <clears throat> let's go f- talk to the Vex and find out. Like, those are better stories than the main campaign story in some cases. Yeah. Or, or, like, more interesting to, like, fleshing out the whole universe than the the core campaign story in Destiny 2. And that stuff reminds me more of Destiny 1. Yeah. So you have a lot of the stuff around the edges and a lot of stuff that shows post-game that you look at and go, like, this is this is what I... Like, someone who played a lot of Destiny 1, I asked someone who played a lot of Destiny 1, like, this is the stuff I've been looking for. And I wonder if that was their idea of, like, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to tell our story. We're going to assume that a lot of people didn't play Destiny 1, even though it was incredibly popular. Uh, and and try to just tell our story and get that stuff back on track. And for the fans who care, we've got all this other stuff post game that will kind of scratch some of that itch. So I wonder if the adventures are meant to be taken that way, maybe. But yeah. I wish at the same time, like uh, yeah, I, I guess I just wish that like the the path through the game, the path leveling from one to twenty, took me through uh, a little more variety, yeah, or and like a little more just like just like little one-off stories along the yeah, way. That was, yeah, that was Destiny. Destiny 1 was good about building a world that like implied a lot of scale. Yeah. Like a lot of grandeur, you know, like it, it felt, it felt bigger than it was. Yeah. Kind of like Mass Effect, right? You read oh, yeah. all these aliens yeah. and you yes. start to realize how large yes. this universe and is. And especially in a game that, I mean, it's not an MMO, but it is patterned after an MMO style game. Like, yeah. Or, you know, like a Diablo, you know, but with uh, like more raids and you know, like the more MMO mechanics than, <laughs> than even a Diablo would have. One of the, how do I put this? Like one of the things that MMOs or good MMOs in my limited experience do really well is like imply a world that is much bigger than what is actually accessible. You yeah, know? Right. It's like obviously like, you know, you've only got so many level designers and artists like they mm-hmm. can't make levels forever. Like you're going to run out of physical space to move around in. Right. But if the writing is geared in the right way, it makes the world feel dramatically bigger than what you actually have access to. You yes. know, it feels like things are going on and pieces are moving and factions are moving against each other and and this game feels smaller because it doesn't address a lot of that stuff or it doesn't yeah it doesn't engineer that kind of scale in the same way like the first time the taken show up in the story i i knew i knew that the taken were a thing because i knew the taken king was a thing right uh so they show up and and you know the person on the comms is like oh it's the taken why are they here blah blah blah, and you fight them and i kind of I didn't know what they were like. I, I, I didn't even realize that they were just reskinned versions of yeah. enemies. I was, had already been fighting until maybe an hour after I was fighting them when I was up close, like meleeing when I was like, wait, this is just a legionnaire. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm sure that was a more impactful moment for people who played destiny. One. yeah, like who, I was, I was shocked I, to actually see them in the game. I was I not, not like expect. that. That moment had no impact really? for me. It was just huh. like, Oh, taken. Okay. Great. I didn't, I, guess, I didn't I guess, think I, they would... I guess they're using every part of destiny <laughs> one here. Like it, there, there was no, yeah. it wasn't like, Oh shit. The flood are here uh, in something like I, Halo. I, it was kind of like that for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. I but, did not expect them to be in the game at all. Hmm. But maybe if they had like mentioned them earlier in the story, like yeah. as a throwaway line, like remember when we fought all the Taken? Boy, it's, those guys were scary. It's probably I bet it's tough for Bungie to walk that line. Yeah, like it's kind of a balancing act of like how do we how do we cater to people who played Destiny One obsessively and know everything about it, and and also like make new newcomers feel like they're being introduced well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of post game, uh, so I was playing the story. I beat Dominus and. I got a huge pop-up that said connecting to the Destiny 2 servers. <laughs> it booted me out to the main menu. Oh, sucks. I loaded it back up, and all of a sudden, I was on the tower? The, the new tower. And I was like, so you just missed most what, of the ending? Where, what, oh, that's terrible. What happened? At what uh, point in the ending did you get booted? I like he was like no. Wait, like was as exploding. you killed him, yeah, you missed the entire ending. Yeah, Dude, that's terrible. And there's no way to like replay that last mission and look at the cutscene again. I had to go I on YouTube. Have to go on YouTube. Uh, so, so I that sucks. Was feeling like, you know, again the story's fine. Like it's not terrible. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's boilerplate. It's kind of like trite as video game stories go, and it's again not quite what we were looking for in Destiny One, as we've established. But those last two missions are really strong, and then everything that happens in the ending and after the credits, like yeah. I have maybe never done such an about face in a positive way on like. You know, it doesn't fix the problems with right. the story as it's happening, yes. but the way it recontextualizes everything at the end and like right. sets things up for think, the future think, of Destiny. Yeah, like, I where just, they're at in, in the the universe right now is yeah. really fascinating yeah. because like most of those missions that you're going, uh, you, that you're doing post campaign 
are de- are almost deliberately definitely deliberately set up to let you know where all those factions are at. Yeah, and who's war- like you start to see like oh wait like the Taken is trying to fuck with the Vex like the, the it's like the, like the Fallen and Hive are kind of fight like there's more interfaction play. Yeah. To remind you that they are individual factions. They are not all united against they, you. They do matter. Uh, and and the, there are more stories to tell there. Right. Yeah. Uh, which I thought that stuff was really effective. And that was the stuff I, I guess I wanted more of through the main uh, campaign. Yeah, totally. Was, was more kind of bigger. Like, yeah, some some bigger stuff. And also, like, the, the, the real inflection point here is, like, they woke up the Traveler. Like, that's the big thing. I don't yeah. know if you, like... Yes. They don't come out and say it unless you just, like, talk to the faction vendors or the NPCs after the thing. Mm-hmm. But Zaval is just straight up like, all right, it's the second golden age. Here we go. Like, the Traveler's awake. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, uh, because, so, like, the Traveler, I don't know, like... So, I, I was going to say, we we took some questions from Twitter, uh, and I feel like this is a good time for this question from Sam Vodovich... Uh, who like me didn't play Destiny One, and his question is, "What's the Traveler?" <laughs> that's the that's, that's really the, that is the ultimate enigma of Destiny, and okay. that is that is now like a bigger question than ever because like the nature of the Traveler is what a lot of the story in Destiny Two tries to at least like build up, right. if not answer the question. So one wasn't like, "Hey, this is the Traveler. This no, is what it does." Actually, let me, one is like, it's a ball in the sky that like granted us all immortality, yeah, I'm, and we don't know like we. The speaker speaks for it. I'm, like it's a great moment in the story where, like, they the speaker says, "Like I said, he, I speak for the travel. I never he, said like he speaks to me." A big twist that yeah. he never actually knew what he was saying. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's religion. Uh, um, and also blowing that thing open at the end of the game, combined with the the Red Legion's take on it, that where they're just like, "It's a fucking machine." Like it stopped treating it like it's some fucking god. This is just some machine. We are going to reverse engineer it. This is a power and, to be used and make it make us immortal. Yeah. Uh, and so I would like that. The answer to that question is is something I'd really I, I would like to know. Yeah. At the same time, I don't know that I ever want it to be fully answered because like wondering nano machines. Like, right. Like exactly. Like if it you know like the questions are always more interesting than answers. Yeah, and they need they, they need to main, maintain some amount of mystery around that thing. I'm curious, since you didn't play the first game, like how much of the Destiny backstory you figured out just from playing this. Like, is it? I don't know how much there is. Uh, I mean, the, like the grand, like or just the the big picture setup for the universe. Like, so is they it do obvious? they do a cutscene at the beginning of the game that's like, hey, X years ago the traveler showed up, and now we're immortal, and they kind of like outline the basic plot of so destiny one the first game they like it's like like a few decades from now like the first astronauts on mars discover the traveler just like hanging out on the far <laughs> side of mars uh and then it rolls up on earth and like grants everybody like magical technology powers okay uh, but then that causes all these alien races to come out of the yeah, woodwork and like, start fighting like mankind spreads across the solar system in the quote golden age you know and builds yeah. colonies everywhere and everybody's like super happy and okay high tech and high culture uh, but then, yeah, it's it's straight up like Fall of Empire type. You know, the the barbarians show up at the gates, and and mankind is beaten back to like a single city. So they, they, yeah, uh, they basically like live in a city under the traveler. Yeah. Okay. Which the traveler is then like gone to sleep, and like no one knows what the fuck's yeah. going on. So yeah, I guess it basically implies that like actually, I was thinking about it as as I was playing this game that like that implies that billions of people were wiped out in this process like yeah, yeah. like mankind is a few million people left in a single city at this mm-hmm. point like it's pretty grim actually um yeah so that's that's kind of the basic okay setup and then the guardians are mortal so they can keep going out and doing strikes and dying yeah. and continue doing them without it being a problem which why is it you know they i think they do good from a gameplay perspective when they take the light away i think that that aspect of the story is pretty maybe the weakest part uh, yeah, in, yeah in the sense in the sense that uh, again it feels like just sort of typical video game like chosen one type stuff you're you know, the last guardian like, yeah you're the you're the one like you're yeah. the only one that can do it when when like i feel like the the standard operating procedure for mmos is like no you're just one of many like there are a lot yeah. of people out there doing what you're doing like it's a big world there's a lot going on but in yeah. this case it's like no you're the only one that can do this but then I play it again with my Titan and it's like, oh, now, now he is the only one that can do this. You know? But also you're t- teaming up with friends and the and, three yeah. of you can yeah. do it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's like why? Yes, the, you can start shooting holes in the story. Like, well, how come 
Like once once you figured out that there was a way to get the light back, why didn't you just build a single file line to the shard of the traveler <laughs> right. and just like okay, go up and look at this thing yeah. and then get your stuff and then we'll go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is it just you? Yeah. That that stuff is never touched upon yeah. in a in a satisfactory way. It's okay. It's not yeah. you know it didn't. It's not like actively offensive, but it's just yeah, yeah. not again and, and not they, not what makes Destiny strong. And I feel like they don't lean into like they should have had a major character die in this thing uh, while the light was out. Uh, it should have been Cade Six. Yeah, well, yeah, it, sh- it should have been the, that entire crew. I think, like, I, I don't identify with those characters at all. It's, like, it's they were, they're, crazy. They're class trainers. They're they don't get, matter. They're getting there. I mean, they are. I like Zavala. Yeah, Zavala. Just because I like Lance Reddick. Yes, yeah. his his performance is maybe the best thing in that game. I love him. Yeah, a lot. Um, it's crazy because prior to the Taken King, I couldn't even have told you the names of any of those characters. Yeah, and I played a fucking lot of Destiny Year One. Right, but who cares? Like. They were the people you went up to when you had enough marks to buy a piece of faction gear. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like, they were not characters. So it's it's been crazy to see them be be developed into that. But also, like, you know, the, the ultimately, it's a pretty low-stakes transaction of, oh, shit, we're not immortal anymore because they strapped a weird bondage mask to the Traveler. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. We're, and, and everyone just goes off and sulks. And they're like, well, we're doomed. I guess we're trying to fight back, but ultimately, we're pretty fucked. I guess we're fucked. And then you show up and you go, no, I'm immortal again. <laughs> we're not fucked. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're still not, but, but none you, of us are going to. Do you. Do you. And and then we hopefully we can find a way to be immortal again because that'd be really good. Uh, but also, like, again, no, like, no stakes. Like, Zavala should die in this game. Mm. To, oh, for, not him. Because there needs to be some impact of, like, or something that reminds all the other humans of just, like, hey, life actually is pretty precious. But don't just. But you're. You're. You can still fight. Uh, don't well, just sit here end. and do nothing. At the end of they do finally yeah, get out there. And fight like, we should have been fighting this whole time. Yeah, it's like a dumb. That's a dumb twist. It, or it's no twist. Like yeah. it's a. It's a dumb moment that just kind of like you should have been like, dude, like yeah, <laughs> idiot. This is fucking lame. Uh, like there. There should have been something like. Oh, we can either fucking die on our knees or go out and fucking guns blazing. Like someone should have died in that story. Zavala to... drives a sparrow with a nuke on it <laughs> yeah, into a yeah. cabal shit. Like there should have been some actual meaningful sacrifice in sure. terms of like characters you see or don't see. Because uh, like you know the the people, all the people at the farm make it. Like it's just it, especially as they introduce some new characters into this thing. Right? Like they, could yeah. they could have afforded to burn one. Yeah, one of the old ones because they've got new ones Definitely. waiting to take their place. And, and it's it's. That's the most ridiculous part to me is like, oh, we're immortal again. We learn nothing. <laughs> uh, Golden Age, it's yeah, on. Everybody's yeah. still here wisecracking, being shitty. Like, we're slightly better friends, but that's about it. And, yeah. and I think that's that's actually kind of lame. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that they, they could have made that story more. Or that, that part of the story could have had more impact if they had just sure. said like, hey, instead of it being instead of it just being a gameplay thing of like, we're going to have a mission where you can't walk good. Uh, like like the nuke went off in modern warfare. Yeah. Uh, except you don't die at the end. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's, it's literally that. Yeah. Um, I, I you know as as sort of slightly cheesy as it was, I really enjoyed that last scene with like gigantic an- angel gall trying to seize <laughs> yes. the light by force. Uh, and, yeah. Like, I, travelers all gnaw, you know, and it's yeah. just like a nice moment of like you know it's like oh you actually you can't seize the uh ultimate power and use it for your evil ends you know like the like the true power is in walking the path of righteousness and yeah that stuff uh, was cool that stuff yeah uh, it's cool cinematic moments that yeah. are like that yeah. are big uh yeah. but at the same time like yeah I, I think that they they missed a lot of opportunities to give the story some uh more weight or yeah. or to do more with that tw- that specific facet of sure. the game sure. uh where it just kind of goes nowhere the thing that impressed me maybe more than anything about the story and we were me and you were super cynical about this last week mm-hmm. like there was a conversation where I literally said to you, like, okay, you know how this is going to go. You're going to shut down the Almighty at the end of the campaign, but then Gaul is going to slink off to the raid, and, like, you'll have to go kill him there. Yeah. That's how the raid's going to go. And then the farm is going to be your, like, slightly disappointing social space for the next year. Yeah. And, like, maybe they'll roll the tower back in in the year two expansion. Right. And then they defied all of that. Yeah. And it was just like, holy crap, man. Okay, yeah. Like, you, yeah. you did away with your villain, and the raid's going to be something totally fresh. Like, mm-hmm. you brought the tower back in a really fun, like, blast of nostalgia post-credits. Yeah. You know, like, it was so... I was almost jumping out of my seat when like, you just spawn into the tower after the credits rather than the farm. Yeah. Like, it it's, was just it's a, such it's a, a... neat moment. Expectation-defying moment of, like, yeah. oh, my God, they just brought it back in this game. It's right. not going to be something they're going to hang over your head. That tower DLC. was in the first game? No, no. So, where you spawn in the new tower, if you look up into the left, 
you'll see a tower that's all fucked up and then oh. destroyed. Like that was the actual tower. Okay. It's where you uh it's where you play the first mission. Okay, yeah. yeah. Got like, it. Like that is a super effective moment in that first mission of like you know, the, the tower was the social space in the first game. It's not right. it's a non-combat space that you are suddenly doing some serious combat in and it's getting fucked up left and right. Yeah, um, it's ineffective. Yeah, it's standard. Uh, yeah, I yeah. do hate running all the way from one side of yeah, the tower. Yeah, they to really the other. need they really need spawn points on both ends of that thing. In addition to the middle, so you can spawn next to whatever. Like, because you have to spawn in the middle, and if you have one on each side, you have yeah, to run. Yeah. And, Destiny one was like that too. The tower was too yeah, big. Yeah, uh, I think this one's bigger though. From yeah, what I, I can I, tell, I think you're right. Um, um, or like have a sparrow track, at least. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys want to take a couple of questions? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim Landing wants to know, what should my priorities be on reset day, especially if my power level is in the 270s? Oh, man, I don't know if we're, we're not like power leveling experts here. Yeah, but I, should I get mean, Eric Tay in here for that. I would <laughs> say have fun. I would say just yeah. do your milestones yeah. and, and try to have a good time yeah. and, and do the new and nightfall. Don't worry like, about it. Like uh, make sure make sure you're in a clan so that you're all getting collective yeah. group rewards, which like that clan system is just pretty great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I like got a, a bright Ingram or something all of a sudden I was like wh- why did I get that and I realized it was because our somebody in the clan had done the nightfall yeah. or something yeah and that, that stuff is really smart because that, that actually felt really good so I did the nightfall with uh, Kessler and Adam and we did it and Kessler and I were in the same clan at the time he has since abandoned it the yep. traitor as yeah. fuck turncoat uh, and uh, and now Adam is in the clan as well uh, anyway uh, he'll be back yeah, he'll he'll come crawling, but don't you anyway, we completed the nightfall for the clan. Yeah. And at the end of it, like even though I had gotten the Engram from the previous clan I was in before this one formed, like whatever, it, it was still like a pretty good feeling of like, we did that. Yeah. We got shit for y'all. Yeah. yeah. Uh I thought that was that was neat. And, like, and then like, I logged in yesterday and someone had already done the new nightfall. Yeah. That was and neat. I got a yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I, somebody somebody finished the crucible objective as I was playing. I was in the tower and all of a sudden it just popped. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I can just go pick up a new Ingram because somebody else played the game. Yeah. It's it's a neat social it's really thing. cool. And, uh, the, and the fact that clans have experience levels and everybody contributes XP just for doing stuff. Yeah. Like our, I don't know if you noticed, our clan is more than halfway to level three in one day yeah. after the reset. I wonder if it's gonna be more than hundred K per level or if you just get, get six because it's, it's season based. So eventually yeah. it'll just reset. Yeah. But, uh, but you only gain one level per week. Yeah. Um, that, that system is is super cool. Yeah, it, it's effective. Uh, it, I haven't necessarily played with a ton of people in the clan, mm. uh, but it's it's like a good. They've got a you know you can chat in their mobile app mm. or on the website. There's like a clan chat thing there, or get a Discord. Or, yeah, yeah, or they also just started yeah. a Discord for the clan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> safer safer bet, I guess. Um, but that stuff is is pretty well done. Yeah. They, they launched guided games this week mm-hmm. for the Nightfall. So what is that? I saw that, that. Is, if... that's an idea of like how can you get individual players. So it's like some uh, events in that game don't have matchmaking. Like yeah. the Nightfall, you have to play with a crew. So this was this was a huge sticking point with the first game. Yeah, there was no matchmaking for raids or Nightfalls in in Destiny One, and people fucking hated it. It was terrible because it was like I, unless I, yeah, you, I yeah, unless you had a group a crew of people who all were available at the same time yeah. like there was just content that you would never see. Oh, in like that if game. I'm, I'm playing Destiny One for the first time a little bit after the fact, yeah, I'm yeah. just fucked. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it maintained a healthy player base, but sure, yeah, yeah. It was, but even at its height, like you you know there were all these websites that sprung up for you to find people with, and they were always a huge chore. Yeah. So this is their their attempt to like duplicate some of the work that those websites did. Uh, the third-party websites, and, and, and try to help people get into games. So okay. the idea would be you, uh, so for like a three-person nightfall, you and a person in your clan get in the same fire team, and then you start guided game, and then another person who is not in your clan also is starting guided game, and they're getting matched with you. And the idea is like, oh, well, you're going to, I don't know how it works if you if the lone player has to rate them at the end, or but they have like an Oathkeeper's score based on how well you do at the guided game aspect of it. The idea being that your your clan will be helpful to this lone player yeah. and guide them through the content and not just yell at them for not knowing what to do. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, didn't you switch your sub weapon? What the fuck is wrong? Yeah. So I and then, I have misgivings. Like like the system sounds very idealistic. And, I think it sounds and cool. And I, it sounds I, cool. It's in a beta, yeah. right? They said yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah. But I, but like when they when they announced it, I was like, that's all stuff you have to do, and it's great that they're trying it. But I, I the more time I thought about it, I was like. I don't think I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll see. I, I could be totally wrong. And uh, I think there's there are clan rewards to incentivize that, right? There's something. I don't know. I don't know if it's an Ingram, but I feel like there, there's something you get for doing yeah. that. 
I'm not sure what. Um, we got a couple of questions related to Destiny 1. Um, Matt Swan wants to know, I just picked up Destiny 1 Collection. Is there any point in going back? Hmm. Uh, that's a harder, that's a way harder question to answer now as opposed to before Destiny 2 came out. <laughs> like right up until then, I would have said, yeah, totally, because there were still tons of people playing Destiny. But now I don't know. Do you think that even if you like, let's let's I've, say it's a, it's two weeks from now, you know, I'm power level, whatever, 280, I've done the raid, I've yeah. done the nightfall, I've done yeah. everything. Do you think then it's worth going back? If you find yourself taken in by the like the world yeah. and the lore and the mystique of the Destiny universe, absolutely. Because like we've been saying, there's tons of meat to sink your teeth into. I would in, probably in just go game. watch some videos. Uh, I, I, I think there's I, I plenty don't know of that I like, recommend playing. The but game. but the problem the problem is I don't know what videos you would watch because it's also spread out thinly. Like there's yeah. no there's no like lore dump that you can really watch or like you know it's not like watching the ending of the campaign is going to yeah. tell you much. I might even read some wiki pages that are just yeah. like what are these factions and what matters because yeah. I, I think Destiny Two is like a solid reset in every way except for introducing the universe yeah. and and yeah. the the fallen and the hive yes. and stuff like that. So getting that bit of lore out of it. I think will will set you up, and, and and I think also like you know even for as much as they changed the first game with all the DLC and stuff over the years, like that game's kind of a hassle. Like the grind, I'm really glad it's like, it's like, a lot better. But. I'm really glad Vinny's playing Destiny One right now because I'm hearing him <laughs> talk about all the crazy things that they have since changed, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, I feel justified and I feel vindicated. Yeah, yeah. I, like like talking. To, yes, hearing about his experience, I feel like underscores like I. I would not play Destiny One. Yeah, I don't know. There are some things I like a lot more about Destiny One. Yes, maybe but if you I have think two like friends it's, it's, it's who never played yeah. Destiny I think One. It's, it's harder to appreciate the, especially if you've played Destiny Two. I think it would be hard to go back and appreciate those things in maybe. the first game. Some, I, some of it is just like I like the locations better. Hmm. Like I feel like, again, like I think Titan is super weak. Yeah, some of the others are a little better. Like the Earth zone is pretty uh, mundane. Um, yeah well i don't know i, I think that there they're, was, they're good at packing those areas they use more of those areas with the adventures you're right, you're right. The but there was the, something the, there was something the elemental to yeah. the, the locations in the first game like think about the locations in destiny the moon you know yeah venus and mars this is right. like like the most like I, iconic is a weird w- word to use but you know like they're the most like primal elements of the night sky you know it's like yeah. there's something very tangible about saying like holy shit i set foot on, on the moon yeah. like i'm driving my sparrow around the moon you know mm-hmm. and like the the zones where did this wizard come from? Right, exactly. <laughs> right here, but like the the zones, the zones in the new one don't quite have that same element of like sort of wish fulfillment to me. Of like you know, moons of other planets, I, not as interesting kinda, as actual planets. Kinda like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will never get to set foot on the moon in my lifetime, but human beings have walked on there. You know, so mm. being able to do it in a video game, like it's the same reason that I love that one side mission from Mass Effect One where you go to Earth's moon. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there is some degree of like tangible wish fulfillment there that you don't get with something like you know Nessus. Yeah, like a like a, a planetoid nobody's ever heard of. Yeah on the outskirts. Like I, I missed that stuff and I didn't think I cared going in, but now I really wish, and they never said explicitly, I don't think that they were going to do it that way, but I really wish they had gone down that path of making destiny just of the game for the next 10 years. And they would right. just continue adding stuff into it. And you'd still have all those old places. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, and I wonder if, if this is like now that they've learned a lot over the last few years, like, is this the foundation for that or do they go like, oh, Destiny 2, Destiny 3, Destiny 4? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, that post credit sequence, I just watched it right before we came in here. Like, it certainly touches on a lot of the locations from Destiny 1. Oh, weird. Huh? A lot. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. It's like, and like that, you know, that is that is the cool moment. Like, watching the Traveler wake up, like, watching its light spread oh, right, across right, the right. galaxy. Sounds, sounds really cool. Uh, although yeah, it's really you check cool. check it out. It was, yeah. it was all more than a little Mass Effect-y, maybe. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh but uh, but yeah, like it's it it's literally like they show Mars, they show the reef, uh, the dreadnought, mm-hmm. like it's all stuff from the okay. first game yeah. to the point that I'm just like, yeah, you're gonna add all of those back in through DLC, aren't you? I hope not. As like, I hope that not ex- at the expense of other new locations. I mean, I would I would be, I would be fine if they like designed new areas in yeah. those places to go to. Like that seems like the most likely sure outcome S- to me. Speaking of designing new things. Uh, time to put your game designer hats on for these next two questions. I don't, I don't even own a hat like that. Well, but, but I'll fake it. Just the, there's no cameras on. You can great pretend you have one on. All right, put my hat on. Zero eighty four wants to know if they were to create a fourth element, what would it be? Oh, jeez. So they have lightning. They have 
void. Void is the one that doesn't really fit into the classical archetypes. Solar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they have they have like they have they have fire electricity. Darkness. Yeah, I guess like, solar is also yeah like ice. Fire. Not really. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could do a water slash ice. Yeah. You could do a wind. Yeah, maybe if you want to stick to those elements, or you could just start making up more shit. Mm-hmm. Psychic. Yeah, like what other color would you green? Yeah, <laughs> what other Pokemon? Maybe like Sonic. Not not the Hedgehog, but what do like, they get? What do they got? Orange, purple, and blue. Yeah. Um. All right. How about this one? If you can design your own exotic, what would the perks be? Oh man. Uh, it'd be an auto rifle. It would have the full time uh, motion sensor, even when you're ADS. Um, uh, which is probably would, already a little overpowered. It would be called Surus Regime. It would uh, <laughs> look like a gun out of Mass Effect, and it would sound like a fucking jackhammer when you shot it. That thing, <laughs> yeah, so that was a pretty good fucking gun. I the 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 I'd, pulse rifle you get in this game, uh, the the has the black hole like third shot. Oh yeah, the graviton, the graviton something, pulse. Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, graviton pulse. I think I that's right. Called. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily like the look of that gun. Yeah, but, but the it sure sound sounds on good it is when so you fucking good. shoot it. There is some really good sound design. Uh, it's like the third shot does more damage than the other yeah. two. So yeah. when that third shot goes, there's a real boom. Yeah, like with it, that's. That's, that is that's an amazing cool. sound. I want boots that let me double jump and then warp. That would solve all oh. of my problems with that there void warp. There were boots warp. that oh, yeah. allowed it a triple jump in Destiny were 1, there? weren't there? Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe. Or was that, that, a, might be was a, that hunter a thing? Was that a hunter perk that or a, a warlock thing. perk or something? Because I didn't sure. play hunter or warlock, yeah. really. But I think that's a hunter perk. I think, it, okay. I think that might be okay. a hunter, hunter that thing. That's a third jump. Yeah, that hunter blink on the void subclass is not what I was hoping I've, for. I've started using it a little bit more. I've gotten better at controlling it, but it definitely is situational i've seen i've seen people use it really effectively in crucible but it doesn't seem worth much in it's, in the story it's stuff. good in like in tight capped off levels where you're like kind of going from cover point mm. to cover point and there's a lot of tunnels and stuff because yeah. you can zip out of line of sight pretty easily but anything that's involving jumping puzzles or oh, yeah. being really mobile it's mm. pretty much useless i think they've done a lot better with the the subclass design and and just like so i i oh totally like yeah. building this titan you know the the way they've they've kind of built the subclass the choices you make uh which you can unmake at any point and you get enough upgrade points to make all choices uh, you just have to kind of, you can only pick one at a time. Right. Uh, I got some gloves that are very like that are good at melee. Yeah. So it's, some, it's a good exotic around melee. And then there are a bunch of subclass options in the, it's the, the first one from Destiny one, the, um, striker, uh, subclass. Uh, that are really good at melee also and it feels very cohesive yeah. where like I was able to punch my way out of a ton of situations until I got to the nightfall and then they were like oh we're way more powerful than that <laughs> you should you. not get up in their face um, there but it, it it felt really great like you feel fucking tough yeah. and I think every I think th- along with turning the loot knob I think I feel like that they probably just said ah let's let's bias in favor of everyone feels overpowered yeah a little bit uh, for a lot of the game I think you, um, you feel not just tough but efficient because yeah. like those those the way they redesigned the subclasses is fantastic. Like in, in the first game, each subclass screen was just a giant grid of bubbles and you picked from. Like it was oh. super confusing. Like I could never remember what any of my abilities did. Yeah, no, this feels really cohesive. It's, like it's, I understood it right away. It's very it's very deliberately and clearly presented. You know, it's like, okay, it's like here, here are your two trees. And, and, and these and four items all will work together. They, they, they They're work all together. kind of around the same idea. And yeah. there are class items out there that are going to enhance these things further. So you can really tailor your gear and your subclass together. Yeah. To, to synergize it's it's really well put together um the gear mod stuff i'm just now really starting to pay attention to it because like it's kind of it's it's a bummer that that you can't really use that stuff when you're swapping gear out every five minutes you know because yeah. you don't have enough mods early on to really engage with that stuff but like you know you can straight up change the element on the weapon now with right. those mods like that's huge going into like a nightfall and I, saying, I did like, that we tried the nightfall yeah. a few times yeah. it was like oh i don't have anything solar i should probably get something right. so yeah or you can just say like oh my best energy auto rifle is arc right now but if i slap a solar mod on it it'll be very useful in this nightfall you know, yeah. like uh, or, or up against you know it's like oh we're going up against cabal and they use solar shields did you guys see that one sniper rifle that changes between all three? I have a I have hard light, which is an auto rifle that does that. Yeah, uh, it's an exotic. It's, it's fucking. Cool. It's incredible. It I, was amazing for the. I want hard light. Hard light's pretty good. Is it? Did it just drop for yeah, you? It or? Just happened yeah, to be. I, I I'm totally not making this up. I had an exotic Ingram last weekend, and I started like you can preview it and see what the the pool mm. is for each Ingram beforehand because they only you probably oh, seen right, that. Right, right. Yeah, it seems like each exotic Ingram only has like eight items in it or something. Mm literally chanting the words hard light 
as I decoded that thing <laughs> and a hard light came out of it. That's how it works. It was incredible. Did you chant it into your microphone? Yeah. 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 That, made sure they could, goes. I made sure they could hear. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I, all want, that, I want one of those. That would be the only thing that would get me. I'm on the, the Mita Mini tool and yeah. multi-tool combo right yeah. now. Uh, that's, that would probably be the thing that would swap me off it. That's what I'm using. I got sweet business after the fact. I did too. It dropped I'd, one point lower than my mm-hmm. uh, multi-tool. I, I was excited when I got that thing, but it turns out to not be a great everyday weapon. It doesn't seem great at all. It's, I, it's, I really it seems like, like it. it's just for focusing bosses. Yeah. Stationary bosses. Right, right, that's right. about it. I've gotten like eight exotics at this point, and none of them were good weapons. I got like... W- Two, one energy and one power but they were really underwhelming what do you, what do you have nothing kinetic uh i got like that freeze gun hold heart yeah that's a that's a pre-order or like a digital bonus weapon okay uh and then a grenade launcher that goes fully auto but the power was really low mm-hmm. um i haven't even gotten a kinetic it's been all like i've gotten three helmets yeah i got more two armor. chest pieces i didn't two I, didn't, legs. Yeah, I didn't get a kinetic until i got the multi-tool mm-hmm. and okay. then i got sweet business out of yeah. an engram after that yeah um and i'm gunning for that rat king though i've got the exotic ingram or whatever the the like okay. thing that changes it yeah yeah I hear uh, people saying this week's Nightfall was way easier to do that on than last week's. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I want to so try and do that should, too. We, we, should, we, should, we should all, we should okay. all do that. Yeah, because I need to do the Crucible step of the Rat King stuff. Yeah. And then, then I'll be ready for the, like, the Nightfall uh, step. So they've obviously like super noticeably turned up the exotic drop rates. Yeah. And that's kind of amazing because we're all sitting here having a conversation about what exotics we have and we all know what they are. Yeah. And we've we all been have playing it for a few a week. A week. Like, like exotics were super hard to come by in the first game except when you bought them from Zur, like they were very rare. Yeah. And I'll be curious, like we, so we just, you know, at this point I feel like we still don't have a good understanding of the full economy of that game yeah. because Zur hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. And so we know that you can, that it costs you one legendary shard to infuse a legendary into an exotic mm-hmm. or four for a rare into an exotic or yeah. legendary. Yeah. Uh, or none to, or none to exotic. exotic into anything else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I've been thinking about doing, which seems insane, but like, like my sweet business is very high level, but I don't love it. Yeah, so I, I've I can, got uh, the the other that auto rifle you get uh, origin story. Yeah, I, I like origin story yeah. a lot. So, so I was you thinking can, about throwing totally, totally. sweet business into yeah. that, and then you can always buy another sweet yeah. business. Later. But it'll still come out two eighty three, and my multi tool is two eighty four. Yeah. So I'm like, well, uh, yeah, like yeah, I don't need to do yeah, it right now because yeah. I'm. Uh, but I, but that that's that maybe where I go with it. I think there are there are cases uh, where you can definitely get away with infusing away an exotic. Yeah. that you don't love because uh, you know whatever you can you can spit another one out for that's ten what I'm, shards. That's what I'm saying. And ten shards is fucking nothing in yeah. this game. Yeah. So I want to know what Zer's going to charge. What Zer's yeah, stock? That's a big is. question. And so like yeah, because if, if you show up and he's like, hey, it's three hundred shards for one gun. Yeah. You're like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> this is how uh, you made it hard. This is yeah. how you made it a problem. Yeah. But if he shows up and he's like, it's 30, then I'm like, oh, well, I'll buy it all. I'm just going to buy like, everything wait. he has. Uh, and, and I don't know how it's going to go. I, yeah. I can't tell. But yeah. like so much of this game is so much. It's friendlier in a way that like it feels like a trick. Hmm. It feels like a. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Or, or, or I think we're or, past or they're, that or they're, Yeah. Maybe they're just like, okay. I think they it. just wanted everybody like, to have what fun. If we, what if people just had fun? Yeah. What if people just had fun I with think, this game? I think that's uh, where they went with it. Yeah. Especially and, when they rolled out the power level for the raid and everybody was like, holy shit, I'm 15 above that already. Right. So I think like the thing and it's what I say about mismanaged expectations is that thing where Destiny 1 players are coming in used to fucking starving. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there was there was always a certain like long suffering quality yeah. to being a Destiny One fan. And, and now this game is like fuck it, everything yeah. for everyone. Yeah. We hope you play the raid. Yeah. And meanwhile, seven like almost seventy percent of players when I checked last night had reached level twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like people are playing the fucking shit out of this yeah. game. Dude, like just uh, someone on Xbox, someone on Xbox One mentioned that it was like fifty percent there. Okay, uh, which is lower, but still fucking high. Like, when you think about like uh, someone pointed out that Destiny One there was a trophy for finishing the second mission, and that number was lower than both of those by a lot. Huh. Uh, I didn't get huh. that one. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's like I've seen some people kind of snidely talking about the UK physical sales numbers, which are low. Hmm. Like, oh no, the Destiny Two is a real disappointment. Look at these disc numbers. But, but they like, also said one point two million concurrence. Uh, that's the thing. Which it's I assume like, is cross platform. Like, I a a digital is bigger now than it was in 2014. And also, I have to imagine Destiny in particular is a very high as an online only digital, game as yeah. a game you want to be able to fire up. Well, I don't know how many people are like having multiple PlayStations yeah. that want to fire up multiple yeah. places or whatever. But like, yeah, it, that's that's a game you want to leave installed. And not have to go to a disc. Yeah. I felt the same way about Diablo 3. Like, yep. that was just like, yeah, that's a game I'm going to play sometimes. Yeah. And I want to have it at my disposal. Yeah. Uh, I, gotta, I, I, like, I, I, 
this is just eyeballing my friends list and stuff, but I have not seen as many people online on my friends list yeah. and all playing the same game since these consoles launched. I That's had like, true. I had, I counted over 40 people on my friends list online mm-hmm. playing Destiny the other night, and then I, on an average weeknight, I have like 15 or 20 online, period. Like, it's yeah. it's bringing people out of the woodwork. Is it worth rolling another character? Uh, so, depends on what your aims are. Um, if your aims are to level up your existing character, I'd say don't be crazy. Yeah, that's not worth um, it at all. Like you can raid, you can do the weekly milestones. Like, but you're, you're you can good. you can skip all those cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I started a warlock, and I'm on like level six or yeah. something. I've, yeah. I haven't didn't put too much time in. I but, just hit level ten on a titan. I just got to IO. Like it moves faster than you would think, especially if you if are skipping, skipping cutscenes. Cut like, like you burn through that thing. You get uh, through it pretty fast. Um, but it's like you know, it's it's I, I the core of that game is fun to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the classes are very different. Yeah, and I, but also, but also, I don't like the way any of the other characters jump. I like the way the Titan ah. jumps, and I've never gotten used I think, to. I think that's just what you're boost. used to. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel the fine. same way about the Warlock. Yeah, um, Warlock's jumps are the best. Warlock's jumps are the oh, second hundred, worst. Hunter jumps are the worst. Hunter jumps. Hunter jumps are the worst, are the worst. Uh, easily. But I like I like the way the Titan jumps. I got used to it. Yeah. Uh, so when I play a Warlock or anything else, I fucking fuck up any platforming. I fall off. Titan. Shit. Titan seems to. Like burst off the ground a little harder. Yeah, and Warlock has a little more. Like, it's a glide, floaty, almost. floaty. Yeah, it's not what I'm control. looking for. Yeah. One of the yeah. so you can toggle the way you jump. Uh, there's three toggles yeah. for each yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one of the ones for the Titan, and there are, I think they're all kind of written this way, but it's a little different. Like one of the ones for the Titan does say more mobility in mm-hmm. air. Yeah, and I got to thinking. I'm like, oh, maybe that would be useful. Like in Crucible, you know, like if people are trying to shoot me out of the air, which the AI does yeah. with some regularity. Yeah. Like maybe if I can move a little more, that would help. I mean, if you but if I don't give a if shit. you change to I think the phrasing is sudden burst of speed. Yeah, with the warlock, it's similar to the titan. Yeah, that, yeah so I did, and yeah. then that's it's yeah. similar, but yeah. not. It's it's you have to tap fast. Whereas with the titan, you jump, and at the top of your jump, you hit it. Yeah. Whereas with the warlock, it's based on your current momentum. Yeah. So it's boom boom, uh, which I don't like at all. So here's here's Horse the jump. here's the quick thing about a, a second character. Like I said, I I felt shortchanged because I leveled past all the adventure missions on my first character. Mm. Right. Um. So I started a new character to go back and do those missions in context when I was on those planets. Like, oh yeah, when the gear that you get from them is still relevant. Uh, because if you just play through the story missions, if you're just trying to get to the end of the game as fast as you can on a character, you'll be underleveled for those story missions by like twenty or so is what I've been seeing. Um, so it's a new character is a good time to do those adventure missions and yeah. get all those little bits of story around the edges and feel like it actually is worth your time. I might do that. That's, that's, I want to check out Hunter. Yeah, I want to give it another shot. That's what I would recommend. Uh, so I got I got one more question here. We want to get to uh, looking forward. This is from at Nate Bowser. Do you think there is enough there to cultivate and grow a PC community when it comes out? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure what the platform distinction is there. I mean, maybe maybe people on PC have different expectations. I mean, I guess the worry is also like, like stuff like Path of Exile. People and might burn out. out. Yeah, on Destiny. I mean, by the time it comes out, like this game is way better with uh, with the end game, but like you're still going to run out of stuff to do. Like, yeah, I. It's it's not guessing, an MMO where they're yeah. you know it's not going to be like hey we patched in a bunch of events like or maybe they'll be better about it. I'm trying to I'm I'm just, this is a gut estimate like maybe a month I feel like yeah has been when people are going to start tapering off like people will have the raid down pad at that point and have a lot of raid gear. Uh, you know, trials of the nine will have happened several times. Like I don't know whatever the faction thing is will have happened. the faction rally yeah i think people are speculating that's where dead orbit and yeah because their logos are on the thing my homies future war cult that's right are going to come in <laughs> future war cult yeah those those factions have spots in the new tower but there's nobody there yet so yeah. people people think that faction rally stuff is going to tie into that which would be cool like maybe I hope the word rally does not imply that they're going to be fucking sparrow oh races God, no they have to have learned were sparrow uh, races bad they yeah, were bad terrible terrible i like driving the sparrow it's fun to get around when you don't have to be super precise with we did a sparrow race for fun while we waited for a public event to start they got a little too serious with sparrow racing okay it was not cool but uh i was thinking about just like the stuff they did after taking king you know like the black spindle mission right came out of nowhere and like like set the entire destiny community on fire people lost their minds over that yeah and i hope that this i I would hope that this game still has some stuff like that to find that people haven't found if if they are Uh, smart if they're smart, like, so it seems all but confirmed. Actually, it basically is confirmed. The, um, fucking, what is the name of the first DLC? Something of Trial, uh, this Osiris. Not Trials not of Osiris, Trials, yeah. but something, whatever it is that Kotaku Had reported the, yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, an Xbox Live listing went up for that DLC yeah. accidentally, briefly. So that is happening. Um, 
Yeah, if they're if they're smart, they have just enough stuff like Black Spindle planned out between now and December to keep people interested in the game, right? And coming back just enough to still be excited uh, when that thing comes out, as opposed to yeah. like putting this game down for two months and kind of forgetting about it, which I think I would be okay with at this uh, point. Yeah, too. but I would I would uh, rather have it still in my mind and like still kind of remember what my abilities do and right. like what kind of gear I've got and stuff like that for when the next thing comes along. Uh, I, I hope it's I hope it's not just a two month dry spell. Yeah, I, and, I think if they had then, a, a lot then, of content to fill that window, but like I don't want to like I'm I'm not going to be a person who runs the raid every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I I want to run it once. Yeah, I I really really like this game, but I'm probably not like there. I know people who don't stop until they have every end game item that exists. Yeah, like, yeah. like I know people that make spreadsheets and check items off right. as they get them out of the raid, and I'm not quite that. And they're crazy. better about the collection pages and yeah. you know like like yeah. the surfacing like here yeah. are the emblems you have, yeah. the ones you need. Yeah, and, just you know, I, like, I just that stuff's better. I just hope there's a little more to it. Than yeah. just like I want to get every item mm-hmm. uh, between now and the first big content dump. Yeah. Also, I, I really am curious to see what the kind of release cadence is going to be for their DLCs, and if there's anything more than that. Because you know when they when they rolled out the real money stuff for uh, dances and all that other stuff, the idea was like they they said that was going to fund a live event team that mm-hmm. then adds shit to the game. Yeah. And then that didn't really pan out. Yeah. So with them well, starting they, it out with this, they like, tried, but they it was tried, all it just, the it seasonal, all like the holiday yeah. events, like the Halloween and Valentine's yeah. Day stuff. Is just, just not what I was looking for. Um. So hopefully they do better with that stuff in yeah. between DLCs yeah. as well. I think the the controversy over the the real money stuff in this game is warranted but simultaneously not as big a deal yeah. uh, as, it, as it ended up being uh, well, aside uh, from the shader stuff i don't have a problem with it uh there, there are so many ways to, like I, I get so many bright engrams yeah. out of just yeah. playing the game yeah. or yeah. more than i would want because i'm just like whatever i don't need another ship i don't need another yeah. dance like i don't care i got the, although I, I did get the ramen thing uh that nice. dropped for me out oh, of man. something so so cool yeah. i guess um and yeah, I think the the way they implemented shaders is dumb, mm-hmm. especially because I had like realized like, oh, I I got to a point where I've got all these points uh, or, or all the all this gear that I, I think is is pretty much end game gear. I'm gonna start putting shaders on it, and then the weekly reset happened, and I replaced half my gear. Yep, and I was like, oh well, yeah, I guess I need four more crucible glories or whatever to replace that. If or, I want to keep yeah, this color can, scheme, or, you can always infuse the new the old gear. With right, yeah, yeah. If you really want to keep that item. Until I know how much Zer's going to charge for items, I don't want to frivolously waste shards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's maybe that's a totally easy th- thing. All the other Eververse stuff is fine. It's just, it's the specific problem with the shaders is just that they gutted an existing system and rebuilt right. it in a way that drives microtransactions. Well, like they, that's, they, they that's made the it, problem. They made it better because it's a per item it thing. It is better. And, and I think that that's a cool idea that you can customize per gear per item instead of just an overall color scheme, yeah. but having you burn them. Like even if they weren't, didn't cost real money and they were only drops and glimmer and all this other stuff, that system still sucks. Yeah, people would still be bummed about it. It's, uh, it's, it's purely a case of people feeling like you're taking something away from them that they had before. Yeah. Like that's that's the reason that people are upset. Uh, but I have I have a zillion shaders, uh, yeah. you know, like that have dropped I do, over the course of the game that I just never use. I do too, but, also, but the cool ones I have, I only have like three of. Yeah, know? like it's it's still a little too piecemeal for my, my yeah, taste. Yeah, that that stuff is is uh, handled handled poorly, yeah. regardless of whether they're charging money for it or not. I think that system is uh, has some good ideas, but is is poorly executed. Yeah, and the mod stuff I, I think is same same deal. Not a huge gameplay. Like people, people were up in arms because like, oh man, they're selling gameplay items now. Oh, you get so many of those. You get so well, you get a ton of them. They're not that great until you hit two eighty. So I hit two eighty last night, and I had my I was at the glimmer cap, and I just ran up to the gunsmith and just started hitting X as fast as I could to get mods. And now I can make purple mods out of everything. Yeah, I have like it's it's pretty awesome. You can add plus five to every item, Uh, and that's that's neat. Yeah, uh, and and cool, but. But not that huge deal. I think it's it's. I think I have a philosophical problem with it because it is a gameplay relevant item that they are theoretically selling for money. Yeah. Uh, even if you can get them other ways, I think that that's you know you're creating a very slippery slope with that stuff. Uh, for now, the balance is enough is is like friendly enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's, but, it's, but, yeah. You you yeah. get enough of that stuff just by playing the game that yeah. it doesn't seem to actually be a problem. But philosophically, I, I'm I'm opposed to it. Sure. Uh, sure. But you know. Great. Well, yeah. that's Destiny 2. I'm, yeah, I'm like whatever whatever reservations we have about it are like fairly minor to me yeah. c- compared to like where the game is at and what the potential is going yeah. forward because specifically because they open the universe up so much at the end and mm-hmm. like imply that 
they're going to go in all kinds of different directions, you know, like yeah. there's going like, to be a new race. That seems to be where it's going. So right up until like, like the a, taken were new in ta- the taken king, taken right? were new in the taken king. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they quite new count as a, a fifth yeah. asterisk. Sure. Next sure. To it. I mean, they, the enemies all do behave totally differently, but yeah. they look like the old enemies. Yeah. Um, but you know, people have done all kinds of digging, like those pyramid ships from the end of the credits go all the way back to some GDC presentation from like, Oh six yeah, years yeah. Ago, uh, that was labeled as race five, like quite literally. <laughs> hey, they got there. Uh, also, I was yeah. reading the uh, Eurogamer story. It's all over the place. Like, um, remember how destiny one would patch when you launched the game mm-hmm. and it was just like downloading destiny with a little radial progress bar yeah. and a bunch of like cycling concept art, right? Like there's concept art of those pyramid ships in that, oh, in that, in that okay. rotation huh. of art. Yeah. Like they've been showing up here and there quietly throughout yeah. That's neat. Uh, the life of destiny. But, uh, uh, a lot of people, some people assume that those pyramid ships were the raid, but right. the raid has now launched and they are totally not. So that very much seems like that is definitely building toward a new faction. And that's exciting, you know? And like, yeah, the first DLC is going to be Vex based. Like they're going to bounce around. They're going to yeah, give you, give you some of everything yeah. and, and some new stuff along the way. That's that was yeah. like, I think one of my major disappointments with the game is that there are maybe like two new enemies in the entire thing and yeah. they're not, they're not big differences from what's already in there. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's a bummer. Like you're just fighting the same enemies from the first game and, and they have a couple of new behaviors here and there, but generally speaking, it's, it's the same. Yeah. And I think that's, that sucks. I I think there's some UI stuff that should be better. Like, you know, you have all these rep meters with all these different people. There should be a a way in game to just show all those meters in one place. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to see all the, the faction rep meters. You should be able to see like the challenges for each planet without going down to the planet. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, but they'll get there. They add. They always add stuff like that over time. The yeah. the UI is already just miles better than the first game. Like they they made so many improvements already. Yeah. Some of it is, is fairly subtle, but yeah, uh, it is it is better. Uh, I'd say the game is is better in almost every way. Yeah. Just with the exception of like the storytelling slash world building. Yeah. And I think Failsafe would be a way better character if they dropped the other personality. Yep. And like if it was if they just went all in on like cheerful but manic or cheerful but like yeah like uh, the, the other voice thing is just stupid cheerful it's fine. lunatic it's fine I, I think it's yeah. good it's not it's, it's not like Tiny Tina at all I watched I went on YouTube and watched <laughs> Tiny Tina clips to reassure myself that I was right and it's not they're in the same Tiny, they're in the no, same because Tiny Tina is just like oh f- like she like cusses a lot yeah. and says like as edgy just she's edgy for edgy's sake. And that's what the dark personality of Failsafe, I think, no, like she's leans just, into a little kinda, bit. It's kind of it's kind of that, not as well in some ways. Yeah, that's the end of the show. A little too much comic relief in there for my taste. Yeah, right? it's it's yeah, the, definitely. Like every character just got a slightly goofy. Like Zavala and Ikora are kind of the only like. But even by the end, they're kind of getting in on the act. Yeah. You know, it, it really is just yeah. hey, it's, we realize you're gonna like see these cutscenes once and then put on a podcast and play this game for 200 yeah. hours. So who cares? Yeah. Like it, it, you really get the feeling that the, some of the people writing the dialogue at some point were like, eh. Eh. We we got serious where we needed to, and now whatever. Some of it, no one reads quest text anyway. Some of it, I kind of enjoyed, like uh, the cantankerous old guy on IO is okay with the robot arm. Yeah, that guy's. Uh, okay. But um, but yeah, yeah. It's just it's a shift in tone from the first one, and some people will like it, and some not so much. Well, see you guys for Destiny Three.